romantic warrior. He's well clear of the Hong Kong Cup. He's three lengths over Money Catcher, dead on the kid. He is the perfect racehorse romantic warrior. PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for getting our preview edition of the Cox Plate meeting. We're also going to have a look at the Invitational in Sydney. Fantastic to hear some of these big build-ups. Audio courtesy of Racing.com and Sky Racing, of course, primarily, as we heard some of the big feature players into the Cox Plate. We're going to have a look at uh, that after we have a look at the Invitational in isolation from Ramwick, as promised, with Vince Cardi from Daily Sexuals. Good morning, mate. Ralphie, top of the morning to you. Oh, bouncing off the turnbuckle today, mate. Let's that, uh, There's, there's two super races we're going to start off with. <laughs> now, a bit of rain about at Ramwick today. YR says not much, so how are you expecting uh, the uh, Ramwick to play for the Invitational that we'll start with before we get into the Cox Plate and the Cox Plate meeting? Well, geez, you got me on the hop there. Rain. I didn't know that existed anymore. <laughs> no, no. It's unusual. It's only, only a million and a half, they're saying, so that's, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, let, let's just be confident and assume that we're going to be on a good track. I guess that's the starting point. Yeah, with the rail of true as well. So it generally uh, means you can you can get out and, and uh, the horses off the fence are, are in the best position. Uh, the race itself, race eight, big prize money. Gee, I've done all my prep always, as always, separate to you, and looked at it. I thought this is not a lot of not a lot of depth for this race, despite the good prize money, and that could be an opportunity. So, how much is the prize money for this race, Ralphie? Uh, only two million on this one. So, there you are. Only two million. I mean, where, where's <laughs> all this money come from? 
<laughs> oh, Peter Valandi's too good. So this is for the Phillies and Mares, uh, but uh, I think are they all Mares? I think they are. So um, this is uh, a race, like I said, I don't think there's a lot of depth of the chances on, on what's there in current form, but let's let's break it apart, starting with the pace of the race. Yes, okay. Well, pace-wise, uh, Ralphie, all the indicators are indicating point five. To one point five range, yep, is what we're looking fast. at. Yeah, so I'm not going to sort of assume, given the depth of the field and the structure of the race, is this going to be a race where it's just going to be super high pressure and they're going to run plus four or five? Anything's anything's possible, but I doubt it. We're going to be you know reasonably orderly. With, I, I put in above benchmark as uh, pretty much the norm. I mean. Being on the fence isn't going to be good. Leading isn't going to be good. So I'm not sure what chances some horses have because of this setup. It's definitely going to suit the midfielders. Maybe if they go really slow, that could uh, create a little bit of a havoc. But I just don't see that happening, Rolfi. Just the type of riders are on these on-pace runners. They're just going to allow their horses to roll, and it should be just a good, good race with good speed. I assume you're saying Paracel stepping up to 1,400 and alcohol-free will be the two leaders? Yeah, from Magic Time and Royal Merchant. Yep. All right, let's start with the favourite Espiona. Uh, faultless preparation and seems to have a genuine class edge on what the rest of the field's done this time in. How are you breaking down Espiona's chances tomorrow? Well, I guess it was all summed up with what happened last start. Going back to the 1,200, which was a no-go zone, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> the Everest, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Why not have your uh, run in the Everest? Because you can afford to do so, right? Yep. In preparation, just to pick up a quick couple of million. <laughs> because really, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just go and get that two million. Yep. You, you're talking about for today? Peak yes, one? yes, yep. absolutely. Let's just go look at what it did at Rose Hill two starts back. 3.5 above IVR benchmark, second best performance of the day, easy winner. I don't expect the horse to be going that slow. That was 6.7 lengths below benchmark. But let's say it runs at the speed. This is all part of the power that when you have a 1,200-metre run, where the horse still produced 2.9 above Ralphie, but was travelling 2.5 below benchmark, just to get you, like, spot on. That's a four-length increase in speed from the start before. Very similar to its first up run. It had already had two trials leading into the first up run. And then I just I just look at this horse. I mean, Ralphie, I'm just thinking here. <laughs> look at this. First up, last 800. 2.6 between the 8 and the 4 above benchmark. 9.7 last 400. <laughs> goes to the 1,400, wins easily. Goes 4.4 above between the 8 and the 4 with a slightly slower race shape, and 7.4 above last 400. Goes to Randwick, drops back 200, major negative, and does the last, between the 8 and the 4, 5.2 above, and then last 400, 4.7 above. How on earth are they going to beat this horse? 
<laughs> That's a nice degree of confidence for a horse that's $3.40. So uh, we'll just go market order here. Magic Time was a nice winner last start. It's a, it's a second favourite. It's pretty hard to market second favourite too. It's it sort of uh, around about the $3.80 mark. It won this track last start over 1,200 metres. It's definitely got some upside because it's lightly raced and it was a nice performance. It was a nice performance. 2.3 above, 10th best performance of the day. All sections above benchmark, which is really good to see. So there's no question that the big team have this horse exactly where they want it. Very, very fit. And obviously ready for this race, Rafi. I mean, I just look at what it did first up compared to the second up run, which was a little bit of a break. There's a, there's a genuine couple of lengths of improvement that came for, the, for that horse from one run to the other. I don't know if there's any more, though. That's the challenge that I was uh, thinking about yesterday, Ralphie. I asked myself, well, have you got another couple of links? Because if you do, you're a serious, serious threat. But if you don't, and that's where you're at, then that's a challenge. Parasol. Hard to say, yeah. Yeah. Parasol likely leader. It's it's next in the market there. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your confidence level of running a strong 1,400? Well, I don't think it matters even if it does. Right. So class-wise, that's the challenge. It's just got the challenge everywhere. Yep. Two horses, though, really interested, the double-figure odds. Uh, I suppose I'm talking particularly for Moldies, but there's one I might, uh, I might go Vincent at a one-by-three. But firstly, I'm just going in circle of thought here, Opal Ridge. Now, you couldn't have articulated any stronger, well, both pre-race and post-race, that you didn't think it was completely ready for a fast 1,200 first up uh, compared to its previous prep, and that was in the Kosciuszko. Front page led, it was fast, ran it off its feet. What, what type of improvement can Opal Ridge produce here second up? Well, if there was this possibility the horse could reproduce what it did at Rose Hill first up last campaign, a plus 3.9, then it would be a threat to Espiona for sure. Yeah. Because that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for these horses. Is there anybody in the pack that can run sort of around that mid threes or higher? So this is one runner that can do it. Now, that first up run was minus two in the barrier trial. Sorry, the, the barrier trial. And then the first up run was 0.3 below. Trending in the right direction. I felt that was a good run for this horse. And definitely, you could see it was in need of it. It did have a tank out over the last 200 metres of about three quarters of a length, giving further sort of signal that this horse is going to improve. I mean, it's not a, not a surprise. But I don't believe the horse is going to improve to a plus 3.9 we could be seeing this horse improve to a plus 1.6. It almost feels like, Ralphie, that, I don't know, maybe they've had the uninterrupted preparation, whatever, but it almost feels like it's something else somewhere else. Yep. Is where this horse's destiny is. Is, is this, isn't there the bit, like, is there a big race next week in Sydney, Eagle or something? Uh, there is. And what's that for? Four-year-olds only? What, who's yeah. that for? Yeah. Okay. For mares as well, right? No, uh, Philly's mares. Uh, so Amelia's Jules, the favourite. Okay. And so would a horse like this run in that race as well or not? Uh, no. No. Yeah, okay. So. Um, okay. Yeah, some chance. So what you're saying is that this could be a bridging run for it. Not that it's going to be able to win that run <laughs> race anyway, right, Ralph? Yeah. But I'm just saying it just feels like it's a run behind. Yes. So whilst I see improvement, I don't feel you're going to get to your very top tomorrow. All right. Let's round off with Roots, though. But, uh, geez, yep, this was one a big to round one. off with. 
Yep. So <laughs> this was a big run first up. Uh, you've always said this horse needs clean ground. It's Oaks Day win was real last uh, last um, spring. It was excellent winning at Rose Hill in the uh, in the autumn. I only had the two runs in the in the uh, spring. Has, uh, sorry, in the uh, winter there at, at, in, a, in a Queensland prep. Uh, second up, running second in the uh, in the Group One Tatsiara. Uh, what type of upside she got? Well, firstly, I, I just love Waller. He just knows, doesn't he? If they have a hard run, just give him twenty one days. Yep. And you know if you want to trend to a particular race, you might even have to give him a barrier trial. He's just too good. But this horse here, 2.4 above, fifth best performance of the day, first up. Excellent. All sections above benchmark. Did produce the last 400 metres, which was in line like with an Espiona-type profile, going plus 7.7, which is fantastic. Um, Ralphie, I don't know if we could really say we've got a ceiling on this horse, as weird as it sounds. Yep. Because we've got to go back two preps when the horse produced like a 2.4 above, and that was Rose Hill 1500. And we've got to go all the way back to sort of 22, uh, November 22, when the horse ran 2.5 above. But I've never seen the horse go that well first up. Close, but not. I, I just feel this horse is going just maybe that half length better. Yep. So the question is, are you going to be the runner that's going to find another length, length and a half? Well... I have no doubt that the horse is going to improve, but is it going to improve enough? Could this team get the Quinella? Right. Okay. So in summary, it looks like uh, you, you're going to be uh, having a little wager on uh, Espiona tomorrow because I know you like keeping the place on side, but $3.40, that certainly will give you that, that chance. Well, I just feel as unless there's something stupid like some very, very bad track, I just can't help but feel you just can't get the money. <laughs> that's what we like alright that's the invitational let's have a look at this fantastic Cox Plate and wowee it's, it's, it's a bit of a puzzle tomorrow it's, uh, there's so many different angles to go from but uh, let's always start from the start uh, what type of uh, pace do you expect in tomorrow's Cox Plate well Cox Plates generally speaking they just got pressure who's going to be the pressure horse here is it Zaki is Damien Lane going to be the bunny. I don't know, Ralphie. I'm sitting back here. Well, it won't be able to go to Brad, or could it be? You know, 13.2 above benchmark last start. What's the chance that all's going that fast this time? Probably so, not. Let's, let's take a breath there. So so with um, anyone, uh, if you're six months into the craft, I reckon you could work out a speed map saying that uh, Alligator Blood and Zaki will take up the lead. But this is what we just need to back the truck over here with Alligator Blood. This Caulfield run that it won, the Might and Power, this was, I think, I'm just talking back of the envelope, but I've worked with you for over a decade. I can only think of Winx's first Cox Plate as a 2000 race where we saw more insane early pressure. And what you're saying is 14 days, even for a Waterhouse bot trained runner, that's an incredible challenge to try and recreate that type of speed. Well, the reality is this. Had that uh, not had that run, they've come to the Cox Plate, but then you could see how painful that race might have been for a lot of horses, right? Yeah. Because you'd be going at that high pressure. But it's just not going to happen. And if they did do that, well, they'd definitely ruin their chances. But mind you, Alligator Blood is absolutely shown in the past that when it can run at a fast speed, it's very bad for a lot of other horses and very good for this horse. 
And it's real vulnerability only comes when it's even speed because it's never, ever shown a blistering last 400 off any race shape. It can produce a big mid-race and sustain it, but uh, but yeah, a, a jog is, is not in its favour. And Zaki's the other leader, and as you've articulated many times, Damien Lane, he'll build a pre- build speed, but he, he won't produce it early unless, <laughs> unless the horse takes off underneath him. Yeah, or unless Annabelle Neesham, well, she's quite bullish that she felt that her horse is going better than ever. And he'll be, he'll be fresh, unlike the Gator. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 42 days off. So is there a possibility, and this is the question I've been asking myself through the course of yesterday, is there a possibility that at Doom in the last campaign, it went 4.8 above first section? Is that possible this horse could run to that speed? Or is it more likely to be something like a plus one, plus two range? So that's, that's where I'm sitting. I'd say this is the leader and Alligator Blood's going to come outside it. I don't know if Damien's, uh, if if Tim Clark's going to go behind it. I just, I'm not sure I'm going to see that happening. Because yep. who wants to be behind the leader's back stuck on the fence? It's never, it's really a good spot at Mooney Valley, that's for sure. Well, let's think about this very carefully, Ralphie. We do have to still deal with the three-lane home straight. Lane's three, four, five. As in that's one, the best part. Ne- yeah, n- one negative, two negative. Yep. Maybe six, or I'm thinking three, four, five, and get out to like 12, which no one's going to get to, right? Yep. So this is going to be a three-lane highway in the home straight, and the last place you want to be is stuck on the fence turning for home. It would be like probably the death of you. Well, it'll, it might- it'll effectively be race 17, won't it, with, uh, yep. with the um, <laughs> meeting tonight? <laughs> so... Alligator blood, Tim Clark. Why not just sit out front? The horse will be able to. It'll be in its comfort zone, even if it's travelling two, three lengths above benchmark. It'll be ten lengths slower than what it was doing last start, which is what you need to yep. be travelling roughly at about ten lengths slower than what you were the start before, not to feel the flatness. Because otherwise, Ralphie, it'll that'll be the first horse gone six hundred from home. But I, I don't believe that's going to happen. So I, I'm sticking to the plan that I believe this horse is going to get its opportunity. Yep. And Zaki will be the first horse that's going to be stuck on the fence. And probably, well, maybe Damien Lane's pretty smart. He might try and peel off. Who knows, Ralphie? Is it possible that you can't run down the leaders? I've kept, you know, for, for well, well, we've been watching Zaki for three years, but, you know, you always said he's not, not really Cox Plate type, but is this the year where it's a, you know, a, a plus three and a half, plus four can win a Cox Plate? Wow. If that's the case, just, Zaki, Zaki can give a huge sight. If we're just looking strictly 2,000-metre profile, yep. this race is a, with the exception of possibly one runner, the field's like 3.5, 4.2 range. Yeah. The exception of one horse. I'd, I'd be happy to credit the guy. I, just, I genuinely forgot. One interesting fact with here, four of these runners ran last year. Zaki was $6.50. Mr. Brightside was $12.00. Gold Trip was $13 and Alligator Blood was $26. So th- these are all older horses. So what, what that comes down to, Vince, is, is last year Animo was too good for him and around about a plus four and a half range, and that's pretty much where those existing horses are. Yeah, and I, 
and I'm being candid whilst I have to say it, I was so happy that there was an exceeding of expectations for me with the alligator blood because I always felt that his profile, when you look at the numbers, Rolf, he's always been roughly his 2,000-metre footprint's about two lengths behind what he's capable of. But I felt that now, with that run at Caulfield, I can say to myself that that bridge has been crossed, that this horse has now made that step and he's got this complete profile that he's a genuine horse that can run in that plus four range anywhere from, you know, or definitely from a mile to 2,000 metres now. Now, the matrix, which I wanted to see, like, how much more's there, it is possible that alligator blood may improve on the 4.2. It's possible, Ralphie. Yeah. Where it's not possible with Zaki. Yeah, we know what he is. Yeah. If you recall back to the start of our journey with Alligator Blood this campaign, I've been of the view that this horse is also a runner that's going better than ever. And the horse is trending to at least maybe run to the 4.5 or 1400 level at 2000. It's, it's quite possible, Ralphie. So I've sat back here and said Alligator Blood is going, if, if, if they run with good speed, then this horse, and, and just knowing those lanes, Ralphie, maybe this horse gets another length advantage, being part of that lead pack and conserving some energy through the first half of the race and make it a contest from the 1,000 home, which will help the horse. Then... That's our starting point. Yep. Plus four, four and a half, because you've got that little bias up the front. Could that you even stretch it to five? Maybe, but I feel four and a half looks real. So I just said, okay, well, you've got Zaki beaten. Because you've got and those. You have, and you have to be run down. Yeah, and you have to be yeah. run down. So I'm saying, okay, that's good. So, so who's right. left now? Who's left? Right. Who's going to be behind these two horses? Because. I'm not sure I'm going to be happy if you're more than oh if you if you look in a cox plate you can be I've seen it eight ten twelve high super high pressure th- through the first two sections I've seen horses well they've come from that far back like Adelaide yep yeah all right so let, let, let's round off a couple of those geldings that I mentioned uh, before we get to some of the different form and that, that's Mr Brightside as the starting point so. He, he obviously started the prep just so well. He's just such a beauty at a mile, dual Doncaster winner, all-star mile winner. Where is he at 2,000? Uh, and let's let's back the truck over what you said last start, which was interesting, a sort of a hindsight uh, look at the uh, – well, it wasn't just hindsight. You said it the day before the race in Sydney Radio, before the King Charles, that there was a chance he might be flat going into that mile so he can rebound. This is when uh, Fangirl beat it that we'll get to with Fangirl. But where's his real 2,000 profile set? Well, all the I, – I, my initial thoughts were you're not as good at 2,000. Yep. bit like alligator blood. Yep. But the same with this horse. We said it right from the beginning of the campaign, the horse has gone better than ever. So I'm, I've got to respect that, right? We've got to come back through the journey of time because it's a journey to get to this race. And there's no doubt – They've been targeting this race, I assume, all along, right? No doubt. And they probably did feel like they could go and pinch that race at Randwick. And, you know, now, I, I we're going to come to this. 
if it wasn't for that Ballina trial, I had a you know very clear expectation myself, right? That Brightside should go there and win. Now, upon reflection, I'm not so sure about that answer anymore, right? And that that's because of not the horse, it's it's about the horse that beat it, right? And I I, I just tried to mind map and said, okay, if Brightside didn't have that flatness and just came out and just went like sensational as it expected, would that horse have won? Is the only question I asked myself. And I, I said to myself, well, you might have made it really close, but I don't know if you would have made the entire gap at 2.7. You might have got beaten ahead or you might win ahead. Right, but there's no more than that now. It's assuming there was no flatness, and then that that excites me because that means we can be very confident of a, a rebound here. Very confident, Craig Williams. I don't feel we need to guess with him. He's just going to come out tactically. He just there's no way he's going to sit out the back. No, <laughs> he's going to not at the valley. We've seen what's going to happen to you at the valley. Yeah. Now maybe. We might have the first few races, and they're coming from everywhere, and just forget about everything I've said. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen that pattern, though. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't believe the rider's going to have any different view at the moment either. Yep. It's going to be tactic. Tact- his tactics are he's going to go forward. Where's he going to slot in a go-forward position? Where will he go? Because he's drawn two, right? Out the back's bad. Push forward, you're going to be stuck on the fence most likely. Or is there any chance that he'll go forward and be off the fence? He just looks like he's going to be stuck on the fence, doesn't he? Well, I think he'll try and follow the gator if you can to get to 1 1. But sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Well, <laughs> you that... dictate the horse's way outside you. Okay, well, that just depends on who's outside you, right? Exactly. So that means Romantic Warrior, where will that horse go? <laughs> J Max, do you think he's going to be at the back? Wouldn't think so. No. no. So yeah. where's he going to be? Would, yeah. uh, look, if I was a rider, go, Craig. Let's go. I'm tagging you, son. Yep. I'm tagging you. So I'm going to sit right alongside you. Is that possible? Now, someone said to me yesterday, could it be even crazy? Could Victory Road push up and just keep them all out? Oh, probably Craig would love that. <laughs> right? Yeah. But is that going to happen? No. All right, so we'll round off a chat about those geldings, and that's Gold Trip. Now, last week after on the Monday pot, we you said that uh, the high pressure of the Caulfield Cup can bring him to his top. Yep. But were you thinking that it could bring him to his top in a typical fast-paced Cox Plate? And if that says that maybe we're not going to get the fast-paced Cox Plate, where does that leave him? Okay, so oh, should I even think like this? But I have to. I have to think like this because it would be silly if I if I didn't. What's King Colorado doing there? The horse has got no chance. What would you do with him? Is You'd he the fly s- long try? Do what Bossy did on Gold on uh, So You Think at his first Cox Plate. Doesn't that give you that sense that your only chance, anyway, is just go forward and create some havoc? Yep. Because if you went back, you're gone. Yep. Oh, what a waste of a spot. <laughs> but if, if you could be utilised. As I shouldn't say as a sacrificial lamb, but let's just say if you could be utilised, not that you have an abundance of speed, but let's create some pressure. Yep. 
and your instructions are to go forward because he's a good forward rider, right? Yep. Yeah, he might get posted, but he might just create a whole new piece of venom, which is what the race needs is some pressure. Then is will he do that? If he does that, what would that do? And I did think about that, Ralph. He said, oh, well, that would spark Zaki up. Yep. It's not going to Zark Alligator blood up because he's going to feel it, right? Yeah. going to feel the pressure of the last run. But it will definitely spike Zark in a whole new range. And then we've got plus four, plus five, right? Because that's the only way we're going to get it. Because we could have them reversed. Imagine these old timers come out and they just all go slow. <laughs> so I'm hoping King Colorado, no matter what, is yep. the musical instrument that creates some pressure <laughs> for not only for Gold Trip but for everybody else. Yep. Does so it, if, if pressure's on, Gold Trip's in the race, and if it's not, it's going to make a challenging. No, no I think I, – I, I, no, 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 I don't have that view. Right. So what are you saying no, with Gold no. Trip? I, I just feel if there's pressure or no pressure, it doesn't matter. With it Gold Trip? Matter. Yeah, I, I don't believe Gold Trip's day is the Cox Plate. I know they're going quick back up. Let's go, boys. Yep. Good, I'm just saying good luck. Okay. Good luck. Yep. So three lots of different form. What we'll start with is the is the international that we've got no idea about, and that is Victoria Road. We've got no idea that, uh, that the trainer knows what he's doing, and we know that Blake Shin's absolutely on fire. So Victoria Road, the lightly raced four-year-old. What, what do you make of him? Well, initially – before, you know, deep diving on the horse, I started to come to this realisation. I said, well, it's just going to be too easy for this horse, isn't it? Isn't it? They're just going to clean up. They're going to come here. Because usually a profile from overseas, and this was my expectation, prior to diving deep on the horse, I said, oh, Victoria Road, plus seven. Has to be plus seven, right? Got to be, because you're not coming unless you're that, right? Yep. And I said, well, if that's the case, well, this is going to be pretty easy because everyone else has got to go to brand new world records and this one only has to turn up and run well. So I looked at the August. I started pretty much firstly just on those two runs at August. August, uh, the first, first one was the 15th of August, 7.1 below. Horrible. But then 9th of September, excellent. 1.5 below, but still, you know, you're not going to be clapping hands, but I, I appreciated the sharp improvement. I peel back. It's two previous runs were brilliant. 3.9, 3.8. Couldn't get it any higher, right? Yep. And that stamped the horse for me because then I went through all the other runs and we've had a 0.2, a 0.2, minus 5, minus 3, minus 9. So lightly raced. 3.9s its profile, trending to 3.9. It's not like it came out first up and ran benchmark and say, okay, well, we're going to be in line for a new PB. But this is a very smart stable. Yep. And here's the facts. Let's just say it only runs to that level. Well, you're going to be competitive. And if you improve two, you probably win. If you improve one, you're pretty much guaranteed first three. If you improve one length, you'll be guaranteed first three. Yep. So what's this stable going to do? They're not coming here to pretend. Is this their race? Or they got something else in mind, like are they going to the Melbourne Cup? What, what are they doing? No, it's, it's here for this. Well, the answer's pretty clear then, right? Yep. So you so to be very competitive. It has to be competitive. I can't write it off. Why? And I'm sad to say this, 
we don't have a year where you need to run to plus seven to win. You only need to run plus five will probably win you the race. And with the on fire rider, that's going to only going to help. Well, he'd be pretty. He'd be pretty happy that um, he's probably got a horse that's. If I'm if I'm gauging on where it's at, one more run would have been perfect. Yep. We probably would have seen maybe the potential of a new record, but that's enough to ensure a three eight four range run. All right. Romantic Warrior, uh, this is a horse that you, in, in fact, you, you made the comparison with Animo before it uh, ran in the in the Turnbull. I've since seen interviews with J Mac saying that he's very similar class as what he feels about it. So uh, he's saying his feel matches your your numbers. Uh, first up at Flemington, uh, over raced a bit, disappointed the market. He was truckloaded obviously through the Hong Kong World Pool and. Uh, and the, the one little one that I read, I raced at, I reckon it was, with uh, Shade Dye, saying that uh, there was <laughs> there was a typhoon or something in Hong Kong and they couldn't work horses for about four days and the, he was a barrier trial short. So that's sort of adding up to to a few things, saying that uh, that he can rebound hard. What's your thoughts with him? Well, he's got a rock solid 4.8. Yep. It's right. And, and that's he, he's absolutely trending to that. It's not beyond him. To improve four four and a half lengths from one run to the other, it's he proved it back in March two thousand and twenty-two versus April. Oh well, yeah. If I just even just go to yeah, that subsequent run and improved around uh, close enough to five lengths from one run to the other, so there is that possibility that this horse is comfortable of doing that. They've obviously put the extra work into him, so he's. He's there, Rolfie, with a 4.8, and that's probably the starting point because it's proven at the distance. So the next closest horse at the distance, okay, you got Gold Trip 4, right? Yep. You've got Victoria Roval Miles, we'll call it 4, right? Yep. And then it's let's have a look at the rest, right? I think we can pretty pretty safely assume that he's going to be very heavily back favour of the tote as well. So that might be uh, something to keep in mind if you if you think you're taking a, if you think you're being with it. That today might be the day to, to, to back it. Well, J Mac's high possibility of getting uh, will he be posted? Will he be get caught? Or is he going to have the golden run? So well, initially, I thought there's every chance he could end up one one. Yep, I'd say uh, the more I work through this, the higher that possibility is. But maybe Blake Shin could be the ointment in that race in terms of who gets who ends up being where because I'm sure Blake Shin wants to win and he'd be thinking about, well, how do I get Romantic Warrior beat as one of probably two or three horses that he's definitely thinking about. Yep. And we all know about how close you need to be to the leaders. So that rounds off with, with Fangirl. So I'll do all my work separate to you and then we have a chat. And I'm looking here. Uh, last year in the uh, Golden Eagle, 5.4. This year, Ryder, second of Animo, 4.5. Last up, 5.6. What can you tell me about your projection for 2000? Because at the moment, I can't see why it isn't deep in the race on class. Ralphie, I've been hunting everywhere <laughs> to see... Why aren't you going to get the distance? There's, there's no such thing. I can't see it. Why can't it get the distance? There's no reason why it can't. None. Zero. Every, th- this is a classic Waller play. 
The only thing that will get this beat horse this this horse beat is if they just get the timing wrong. Because you, you got to remember, if the if the valley plays to the potential three, four, five hot lanes, maybe six, but let's say three, four, five, that's the strip. Could be you're undoing right, and if you're too far back, if you're ten, if you're ten from you, you probably can't win, Ralphie, with a pace that's just even slightly above right. If they go plus three, four, or five, then sure you can be you know at the outer rim of eight. And then just a little, well, I don't know if you're going to get that luck in the home straight, maybe. But the reality is, I feel that's the only thing that's stopping this horse from winning. And and I just look at Brightside. My view is Brightside was trending like the number one horse in the country. Yep. Yes, at a mile, right? This is 2000. But I'm talking class now, right? Yep. Make no mistake. Brightside's going class-wise is going better than Gold Trip. For sure. And has got the capability of matching Romantic Warrior from a class pedigree point of view right now. Yep. Now we're going to 2000. The jigsaw puzzle changed. But Fangirl came to the table. That's why I spent that extra bit of time before saying to you that would have Brightside beaten Fangirl? I feel like this is the number one. I thought Imperatries might have been the number one man, but I actually feel it's Fangirl. Fangirl's number one. And if I look at the, the matrix on the racing analytics platform, the indicator is 6.4 is the lead-in profile. It got a 5.6. Well, if this horse can run within half a length of that, or, well, let's, yeah, half a length, then... Your first three. So $9 is a super price for a oh. horse. You're saying on class and on potential, it's, it's, it's rock solid as good as any chance in the race. You won't get it anymore after. Waller's no fool. <laughs> and look who's on it. Look who's on it. Zach Purden. What, do you feel Zach's below the other boys? Not a chance. <laughs> do you think he's just come out? Oh, look, I've just come to get some confetti, boys. Yeah. Are we coming here to get the glory and the money? Yeah, yeah. This horse reminds me of another master, Vince, probably the goat. Uh, yep. And that's Dane Ripper, trained by Bart Cummings. Mm-hmm. Outsprinted him with a mile profile. Now, it was 40 to 1. I'm not saying this will be 41, but it's $9 is a nice price. But I'm, I'm just looking at the Cox Plate history. I remember this is a this is back in my journey, Vince. I, Damien Oliver interviewed Bart Cummings for a show I was doing on Triple M before the race. And Bart said, you're just going to put this horse to sleep and you're going to outsprint every, everything. <laughs> it's exactly what it did. And I'm looking at these times. It's one of the slowest cox plates in history. So obviously they walked there and it just outdashed them. And what, what we're saying here is that there's nothing to say that this horse can't run 2,000, particularly if what you're saying is it probably won't be a fast speed. Oh, so it's just the, the big sleeper in the field. Yep. That has to be superbly – and if it was a Caulfield, Ralphie, I'm saying to you now, I I would back no other horse than this. If it was at Caulfield, I'd back no other horse than this. Why? Because Caulfield's a fair track. As, as much as I have to say about the issues it has around the turn, when you get in the home straight, you got 350 metres. If you're good enough, you'll win. Yep. Here, you got 180, 
and you better find your lucky dip lane, <laughs> right? It's yeah. sad, right? Yep. But this is the reality, right, that we have to deal with. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they can come right across the track. And if that's if this is what everybody sees tomorrow, start loading up on Fangirl. Lovely. And let's finish with militarise. So, and I get it when, uh, you know, yeah, Ben Ascari does a very good job on racing.com. He said this could be a so you, so you think type uh, profile, ran fifth in the Caulfield Guineas, had an impossible race shape against, and that's just looking at the race. He, his, his class win at uh, in the Golden Rose was real, 3.8 lengths above benchmark, and he just had a very rare situation in the thousand guineas. Uh, sorry, in the Caulfield Guineas, when when we had a slow tempo Caulfield Guineas, he was in an impossible spot. What type of projection can you give this three year old? Yeah, oh, I've thought a lot about this horse. Thought a lot about this horse. Three point eight. It's a dangerous number, right, for a young horse who could spiral into anything. Now I've seen. Top three-year-olds, as you have, Ralph, when we've done numbers, and they can go to plus six, seven range. You know, they go into guineas and things like that, and they're all of a sudden they're monsters. The only negative I see is this. When it went to the mile race, and I know things didn't go its way, it didn't overcome those adversities. It just didn't. And that's the difference between a champion three-year-old at the moment that I've seen in the past and ones that haven't. Especially if we're going to a Cox Plate, right? Yeah. Now, this is not a star-studded Cox Plate. And if Militarise had just shown me a bit more than the minus 2.5, and I looked at the structure, couldn't have had it any easier, 12.9 first section. I looked at the mid-race move and say, okay, that's fair. You didn't have the finish. And I know the last 400, I just looked through the prism, that just the way you tape it at the end off that race shape was also not the telling sign of a horse that wants it. And I'm not saying that it's not going to bet rebound off that race and turn into something, but is it now or is it later? And they're there because they're there because they've got nothing on their back and this is uh, as, this will be the weakest Cox plate they might find ever in, yep. or in a decade or... Maybe this is the beginning of the demise of the Cox Plate as well, right? Because unless they start throwing big, bigger money at it, it could be a problem. I don't know, right? But for this race, I don't see this horse running beyond that plus 3.8, Ralphie. Yep. Therefore, even if you took that to 2,000 metres, it's not going to get you on the podium. All right, 30 seconds about the three horses we haven't mentioned. Uh, firstly, Joao is about $31. No. No. My Oberon? No. No, forget the rest. Forget we the already – yeah, absolutely forget the rest. Nice and they're just They're just there to say hello. Okay. We'll talk business in the morning, but it sounds like you're, you're saying that that's a very inviting price for Fangirl. And uh, and what are you saying? Don't be surprised if uh, Romantic Warrior rebounds. Well, exactly, and you're not going to dismiss Victoria Road, right? Yep. And I know I said no gold trip, right? Just yep. Set up, but for people that are fans of it, if you love the horse and you and it's made your money, then keep backing it. You know, what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Absolutely. Now we've we've done the deepest of deep dives for two reasons. The other one is Vince. The rest of the cards a bit sad. Last week, I probably cried yeah. because I, I had much higher expectation. I don't know what's going on, Rafi. I'm no, I'm no 
genius when it comes to knowing about you know putting meetings on and what you've got to have. All I know is I looked at the Caulfield Cup and say the rest is midweek. All right. Well, there's not a midweeker as far no, as this the, is better the, than that. This is no, of course. No, I was just going to say but the the Manicato is is real standard, but we haven't got a real betting opportunity with the Imperatrice. Let, let, let's just cut to the chase. Is there a scenario where you think uh, Imperatrice well, should be no, vulnerable? Don't even go there. If it stays in the stores or doesn't come, then we've got a race, right? <laughs> You're not going to beat it. Okay. Six point four. Are you kidding me? It's it's not not possible. Yep. It's just it's just not possible, Ralphie. Uh, for those who want to take a multi, uh, in exactors, uh, for instance, is it Uncommon yep. James a chance of rebounding with blinkers off? Possibility, Inferno. Yeah, huge odds, yes. Yeah, Jigsaw, Bonus, Notches, maybe we go that far down, maybe. It's all yep. going to be skinny in it. Yep, absolutely. So it's all going to be skinny. You probably got to get the first ball right to make money. <laughs> Well, I can't see how else you can bet in the rate. Well, others can. Why not? If you if you're happy, yep. It's a dollar fifty. Really, this horse should be a dollar twenty a win. I mean, I'm just trying to be serious. It doesn't work for me, just yep. the way I am. Right? Maybe I'm just too cruel with my money. Right? But the reality is, it should be a dollar. What should be a dollar ten, Ralph? Honestly, <laughs> it just it's, forget the rest, mate. Yeah. And as we always say, there's two ways of looking at deep odds on. One is yep. what's its true value, and the other one is uh, can you afford to lose if it does lose? And so it does stay in the score, stalls and all that. So please yourself, but you're not expecting it to have any vulnerability whatsoever. Is no, the, and, and it's motion. unfortunate for me. It's very frustrating yep. because I would not dare consider backing any horse to even bet against it. And even the way I play, I'm too frightened about who's going to be second or third because it's an open race after that. Yeah. Uh, okay, race uh, race seven's the first leg of the quaddy. Snowman's come out, which I'm a bit sad about. I thought it was going to run a race. So, so. so Snowman's come out. Is that going to Sydney? Snowman. Oh, well, yeah, I assume so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where it's going. Well, that makes it easier, doesn't it? Further further weekends the race. So, so Verdad was was good in the stud stakes and okay in the Caulfield Guineas with the uh, with the tempo against and being posted wide. Uh, what's its chances? Well, it's the next likely horse on, on, on the grid. Yeah. So if I'm looking at it from that perspective... It's a half length below benchmark, trending in the right direction. It's its race to lose now because where's it going to be? Up the front? Yep. And I know those lanes, Ralphie, they're not going to move. They're not going to move. <laughs> and just knowing Bo Mertens would have pretty clear instructions in the home turn, just be lanes three, four, five, son. Yep. And, you know, if they run you down, good, good on them. If they don't, you win. I wouldn't be taking two dollars twenty on a horse like this with this profile. Well, That's my well, my personal thing. Th- th- this is the this is the challenge, right? Yeah. But you have to look at what's in the race. Yeah, that's right. It always has to win. That's the rest. Just tell us about the mid race squeeze of Apulia last Saturday, though. I just I've got this little Number thing four? that this is yep. this is the Hayes Derby horse. So this is the the one that that, that camp's gunning for. Is that what you're saying? I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not saying it, but okay. I'm thinking it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good Good thinking, Ralphie. Well, let's have a look at it. 20 lengths below benchmark. You couldn't go any slower, could no, you? 2.5. No. So, 8, 17.5 lengths mid-race squeeze. Huge, huge. And then a plus 6. Well, that, that's all the signs of exactly what you're looking for, for a derby horse, for sure. Let me just check something, if I can, Ralphie, because I can't say to you with any conviction that I went uh, looking for this horse uh, <laughs> yeah, in terms of, enough. you know, in terms of 
winning this race, of course. Yep. Uh, let's just have a look at something here on the Matrix. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Ralphie, it's quite possible of running benchmark in this race for sure. Off that, be... off that last start run, that puts you in the race. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So let, let's look at the last race to Red Anchor. This has got a bit of depth, but it's also got some different formants and horses with upside here. So uh, favourite for the race is Mahaba at sort of mid to high threes. Archo Nacho, low fours. Barber coming from uh, some different form from Sydney, mid fives. But also deep in the race is Schwartz. Uh, with one start, one win, I wanted to get more excited about it when I looked at your numbers. The the the, the depth wasn't there, but gee, it won so easily. What can you tell us about barrier trials or other things around Schwartz? And I'll, I'll caveat this by saying, or preempt you, Vince, by saying, did speak to someone involved, and they think it's a pretty smart horse. Yep, that's fair enough. Well, we're going to start with Gosford first. It, it, yeah, no. Rank 29th. Yeah. See, this is the power of the ranking. Like, I went and had a look at the Matrix just to see what might be there, what may not be there. And the trends, even if I go to the outer perimeter of that, the trends sort of indicating that plus three, plus five is where the horse is at. Now, mind you, the barrier trial was a different indicator, right? Yeah, so what did we learn from that? Yeah, on the barrier trial, I'd scored the horse about half length below benchmark. Yep. In fact, it could have been – now I'm sort of just – I mean, the horse did win easy at Gosford, right? And yeah. the competition was obviously very poor though, right? Yeah. Started deep odds on because of that barrage trial was probably the question. And, the, and then when you look at the structure of that race, you, there's probably a three-and-a-half length negative there as well. And you could make a case that that horse's profile could be a lot closer to minus two. And I do feel – that. This is crazy as a sound. That that horse did feel that barrier trial. He just came into a super soft race. And yeah. It, and it wasn't as visible, right? So everything does point that you are capable of running on your benchmark line. And this is probably a nice race for you. And you are going to definitely be in the golden spot. There's no question you're going to hit the probably the first crack at the lanes or the second crack, worst case scenario, but you're you're a big probability of being where you should be in the home straight. And All right, well, that's the insight into that horse. We'll talk business tomorrow if there's any any need to further. Um, race six is an interesting one because of this Skybird that's, that's bringing some different form there and a very nice IVR uh, time that she produced at Bendigo. Yeah, very good, isn't it? 0.6 above. You can't knock that, Ralphie. That's a good starting point for... A day of uh, many runners below benchmark. Yep. So, so it's 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 got some real genuine upside and excitement about it. This horse. Two race starts R- relative to the opposition, of course. <laughs> well, firstly, we just look at a run to run. There's been over five lengths of improvement from one run to the other. Even if we sort of, how do I put it? Yeah. Oh. I just look at the way the horse closed. I mean, you have a look at it. First section, nine lengths below benchmark. Very similar to the Ballarat run, Ralphie. Maybe a half length difference in early speed. So not a lot of pace, which is good. The move in the mid-race, though, that was tremendous improvement from Ballarat. It went 4.7 above. And you just there's nowhere to hide when you go plus 6.8 last 400. I mean, I don't know where they're going with this horse, but this is a good horse, Ralphie. A I think very, a thousand very... guineas in two weeks' time. So, oh right, three, three weeks' time. Sorry, yeah. Well, 
that's uh, that's that's a that's a positive sign. Why not? Unfortunately, small field in race five. Uh, but look, it's backable under a couple of circumstances. But Tuvalu um, is is obviously going to be up there with for Jamie Carr. A whole another story there. And Antino. Is this the chance for Antino to peak? In other words, uh, what happened to Turak when he was just picked off late by attrition? I remember on the Monday pod, Vince, you articulated he was just short of full fitness and this can get him a chance to peak in what is obviously a very small field. Yeah, so why is it such a small field? There's no money? This is what happens when Peter Villandis takes the depth away. They chase the best prize money. Fair enough. Yeah, well, you can't. You as an owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Very true. Well, Antino, we know it's got a 3.7 in the locker, Ralphie. Yep. It's trending right up to that number. That that's We're going to run somewhere mid threes, you know, somewhere around 3.2, 3.5s, you know, in order. Why not test the 3.7? This is its IVR figure, best performance. But Tuvalu's the equivalent. It's also got a rock solid 3.7. So this will be a contest. Yep. It's going to be an absolute contest, Jamie Carr versus Blake Shin, for sure. But always remember that Jamie could possibly have a little edge, lane bias-wise, possibly, but it's small field. Don't see Shin getting too far back. And maybe he'll be on the horse before the turn and it becomes the, a war up the front. But it's not going to be like Bone Crusher, is it? <laughs> you wouldn't think so. No, All right. no. It's a two-horse race, Ralphie. Yep. The other race is a moderate. We'll uh, we'll have a have a look, good look at that tomorrow if there's any reason to uh, to be outlying. But in the meantime, uh, we really appreciate your support as a customer of Year Round Carnival. If anything changes information-wise, of course, we will be updating you tomorrow along with a final edition of Race Speed Profiles. Thanks so much for being a customer of our Year Round Carnival preview of the Cox Plate and the Invitational.